Good evening, everyone. I'll call the meeting, uh, the regular meeting, March or February 28th of our town council meeting to order at 5 p.m. And um, before we actually uh, get into the main part of the agenda, I would just like us to take a uh, minute or so to reflect on what's happening in the Ukraine. Uh, the invasion of the into Ukraine by another country is just wrong in so many levels. We have many um, friends, relatives that are Ukrainian by descent, and um, we feel for them. And we hope that this is um, uh, settled to the satisfaction of the Ukrainian peoples. So as individuals, the Red Cross is involved and um, individuals could um, help in that way. Um, I would suggest that uh, people do realize that there will be all sorts of misinformation probably happening and it is wise for everybody to check their facts and um, check where the information is coming from as best they can. I would also like the town staff to uh, raise the Ukrainian flag at the traffic circle and uh, Mr. Parker, that can be done, can it? It can. We uh, we have ordered one. Uh, we're hoping uh, it'll come in uh, in a short period of time. Okay, th thank you very much. Does anyone else wish to say anything at this point in time on this topic? Very well stated, madam. Thank you. Okay. Well, thank you. And um, again, we hope that it is settled to the satisfaction of the Ukrainian people. So back to our agenda. Uh, we have the agenda in front of us. Uh, Mr. Parker, are there any additions to the agenda? Yes, Your Worship, there is uh, one addition and that'll be under section, sorry, section 8.7. And that'll be a brief discussion on uh, uh, Zoom uh, council meetings. Thank you. Any deletions? There are none. Okay, would someone like to move the acceptance of the agenda as amended? Uh, Mr. Good, thank you. Anybody opposed? It is carried, thank you. Uh, we have the adoption of the minutes of the February 14th regular council meeting. So councillors, you've had a chance to uh, review this. Anything that uh, should be edited in any which way? If not, would someone care to move the acceptance of the February 14th regular council meeting agenda or minutes? Thank you, um, uh, Councillor Shannon. All those in favor? Oops. Any opposed? Nope. Okay, thank you. Uh, any public hearings, Mr. McQuaig? Or Mr. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting everybody confused today. Uh, Mr. Parker, any public hearings? There are none. Okay. Well, okay. So it looks like we're now on to uh, presentations. And our first one is by the Community Futures uh, Peace Country. And they are looking to speak to a grants to organizations request. And do we have Sherry Crawford by chance speaking to this? She is ready to go. Okay. Anytime you're ready, Sherry, or we're ready. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. Okay, so sorry, I just have Vanessa Burns here as well, but she's having trouble with her camera. So this okay. is Vanessa Burns. Hi. There. Hi. 
And I'm Sherry Crawford. And so we are here to talk, to talk about the Women in the North Conference. Um, Vanessa is my new WIN project coordinator. So we're really happy to have her on board with us. Um, so thank you for allowing us to speak um, at your meeting today. Um, we really appreciate it. Um, these are certainly stressful times that we are living in, but um, we're looking to the future and looking to this conference, getting back out into a, a, a live situation. Last year, we had this all online, which was good, um, but we would like to see people again. And um, just because of the last couple of years, what we've decided to do is uh, change things up a little bit. And instead of expecting everybody to gather together in one community, we're actually hosting six small conferences throughout the Peace Region. So that is why in our request for funding to the town, it's uh, a lot less than what we would typically ask for because we're doing each individual conference budget separately. Um, I don't know um, what you need to know right now about the conference. We are hosting it in Peace River first on April the 20th at the Bell Center. And then we're heading, and then we're doing it every Wednesday thereafter. Uh, then we're going to be in Fairview, Fuller, Manning, Valley View, and Spirit River. Um, we have our keynote speaker is Leanne Hackman-Carty. Leanne um, is the CEO for the Economic Developers uh, Alberta. Uh, she has been for quite a number of years. She also has her own company, Hackman-Carty and Associates, um, that helps businesses recover from well, we'll say disasters, but that could be um, anything from fire to flood to pandemics uh, to cybersecurity breaches and those kinds of things. So it's uh, we feel that it's uh, relevant because it's it's about resiliency. And so she specializes in that. So what we're going to do is we're going to stream her live at the April 20th meeting, record that, and then play the subsequent recordings at each uh, conference thereafter, and then just have her live. Um, and then we're gonna have our talk show, which is usually the most, uh, the best, what well, the best, the most uh, popular part of the conference where we highlight local business women. Um, and we actually have a talk show with them. So, so far in Peace River, well, actually we do have our speakers set for Peace River and they include Heidi Dubé with Lift Fitness, who just won uh, a Davis Award, so that's good. Um, Veronica Paul, she has Pure Life Wellness out of Grimshaw. Um, uh, Jill Cairns, longtime Style Right owner, and Trina Kral, um owns Trees and Lilies out Weberville. And then, so our day is gonna be a little bit shorter. We're not starting until 10 and we'll have a keynote speaker. We're still gonna have lunch, treat everybody to lunch. We'll have the talk show. And then at the end, instead of breakout sessions, we normally have breakout sessions, but because uh, we wanted to just kind of condense this a little bit. Plus we have bigger plans for later in the year, as far as training goes, we're going to do what's called a world cafe. So if you're not familiar with that, um, basically what that is, it's, it's almost like breakout sessions at each table. So then there's a separate topic at each table and we have 15, 20 minutes to talk about that topic. And then the one person stays at the table, the recorder, uh, and then everybody else moves around to another table to discuss another topic. 
this way we feel that we'll get a lot of interaction and it'll be very, um, you know, everybody, all the delegates that come can um, submit and talk about and, and discuss um, best practices and things like that. So we're, we're gathering data and information and then we'll share it all out after the fact so, so people can um, learn, I guess, from each other. So also we'll be doing, a, that'll kind of check off the networking box as well. Yeah, and then so and then we're going to close it up at around 3.30. So a bit of a shorter day. So yeah, so shorter conference, smaller, shorter day. Um, and uh, we're expecting maybe 75 people, hopefully more, but um, that's what we're thinking right now, just because uh, some of the people that would normally come from, say, Manning or Fairview would then go to their their uh, community conferences. So we're expecting around 75. We'd like to get more, but that's that's where we're sitting at for now. And that's why you're seeing a smaller budget than what you would normally see. Did I cover everything, Vanessa? You did. Okay. You're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like an interesting conference, a different way of doing things. Uh, yeah. Uh, counselors, questions? Uh, Mr. Carr? Down at the bottom there someplace. Yeah. How many people would you generally have at that conference when it's all in one place? Mm -hmm. So um, the most we've had is 135. And the year before COVID, um, I think we were sitting around 90 something. And most of them go shopping or a little bit, the ones from out of town for sure. Um, Councillor Shannon. <clears throat> Sherry, how many are you expecting this year? Like how many would you, are you aiming for? What's your goal for attendees? Well, like, like I said, we're hoping for, well, we're guessing, I'm going to say 75. Of course, you know, at the time that we were making that budget, we really didn't know where restrictions were going to land, how, what people's comfort levels are, that kind of thing. So like I said, we've budgeted at 75. If we get 100, awesome. Great. That's great. And it's nice to see Vanessa involved. I'm sure the event will have a, a nice little flair with her. Yeah, there. yeah. I'm so happy. It brings me lots of joy to have her here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's so nice that we can take it out into the communities. And thanks, Shelly. <laughs> Disappears into the tree. Yeah. <laughs> <Just like magic. laughs> uh, counselors, any further questions? Okay, well, thank you, Sherry. And we'll be uh, discussing this a little later in the um, session tonight. And uh, you should have an answer. Uh, well, after this meeting, put it that way. Thank yeah. you very much. We really appreciate your time. And we Good look luck. forward to seeing you <laughs> at Win. <laughs> Good luck with the conference. Thank you very much. Okay, bye. Bye. Okay, our next presentation is Friends of the Shepherd Society. And again, it's a grants to groups or grants to organizations request. Do we have any? Oh, yes. Um, Ms. Bennis, perhaps? Hi, yes. There we go. Okay, so Jacqueline Bennis is with us and um, you're free to tell us about your uh, 
project in your application and we'll let you go ahead. Like um, Ms. Manzer said, my name is Jacqueline Fortin-Bennis. I am a director on the Friends of the Shepherd Society. Um, in the fall of 2018, the Parent School Council at Good Shepherd School was told that one of our wooden play structures um, that was geared towards our older kids was nearing the end of its lifespan. So a small group of parents, we formed a separate society to focus on our fundraising efforts. And unfortunately, this playground was removed shortly thereafter. So we thought we had years. We thought it was just nearing the end of its lifespan, but that June, it was removed. We got a call that it just wasn't there anymore. So we we, we had to ramp up a little bit in our efforts. Um, so the kids came back to the 2019 school year with one less playground to play on. And so they all had to share the existing one. But then in 2020, of course, when COVID hit, it just highlighted our need to have another playground soon with kids cohorting and some not having any structure at all to play on. So when we began um, efforts for this project, we were approached by many teachers and um, parents requesting that we choose a playground that was more inclusive. Um, our goal is to install Peace River's first wheelchair accessible playground. We do have so several students, a few students at the school that are in wheelchairs. And if we raise enough funds to build our dream park, it would encompass the following features. So we, um, the quote that we gave you was one of our older ones that was on that grant. We have a new one that's been written up or in the process of it. We would like to install a wheelchair accessible swing. So there is a swing at Good Shepherd that you can put on, but the children have to be lifted out of their chair and into that swing. This swing would roll the wheelchair right on it and they would be able to swing easily like that. A wheelchair accessible merry-go-round. Um, ground level play features, ramps that access a good portion of the structure. And the most expensive part, of course, is the rubber pour in place surfacing, which I don't believe that there's any park in Peace River right now that has that surfacing. They're mostly um, the pea gravel. And I'm sure you would agree with me by taking a look around Peace River, even the surrounding communities, that we need an inclusive playground. In recent years, we've noticed that the town has made improvements to accessibility with more handicapped parking stalls, sidewalks with wheelchair ramps, um, even the new, um, the new paved walking path and saddleback. And so we'd like to build on that, on this progress by installing an accessible playground so that all kids have access to play. And we believe this park would be utilized by the community not only because of the accessibility features that we would like to install, but the proximity to Baytex Energy Center that draws a lot of people to our community. And it's very close or right off the walking path in the North End. And since 2018, um, we've collected just over $50,000. We have a small group of only five moms and we've worked tirelessly to raise this money through several school-based fundraisers. And even through COVID, we've persevered trying to reach our goal, but at this pace and the cost of playgrounds, especially the inclusive playgrounds, I think all of our kids will be graduated by the time we reach our goal. Um, and they'll probably be the ones taking over the fundraiser efforts if we keep doing these little fundraisers. So to reach the goal, our goal to get the park we want, and I think the one that our community needs, we need help and a lot of it. So we've started applying for grants now and with the town of Peace River being um, one of them that we're applying for. Great. 
And uh, I, I see in your documentation that you also applied for a, a community facility enhancement um, program. Do you know when you will know whether or not you get that particular uh, grant? That one, no, I don't know when we'll hear back yeah. from it. We did apply for the Blue Cross built together and we did not oh. receive that one. Mm. Um, we apply, or it's due, it was due today. We applied for the Co-op Community Spaces Program mm. um, and also the CalTire Replay because for with the CalTire grant, they can give um, funds for the pour in the rubber surfacing. Okay, great. Uh, Councillors, do you have... Uh, for the questions for Jacqueline. Uh, Councillor Ford. Yes, thank you for your presentation. Now, until the, the, the fundraising is complete or the, the builds are done um, with one less structure for the kids to play on, do you have the opportunity of working and sharing with uh, Springfield School being that you're so close together? Well, there are existing structures still at Good Shepherd School. The one that was removed was one that was geared towards uh, the grades four to six children. So of course we want to, part of our plan for this new park isn't just to make it wheelchair accessible, but also geared towards those older kids too, with structures and with higher play as well. So to replace the one that we'd had and include more, of course. Uh, further questions, counselors? Well, it's a very ad admirable project, and um, I'm sure the, the community as well as the school will be well satisfied once it um, comes to, uh, to be. And uh, I'd like to wish you good luck with your grants uh, applications as well. And what we do, Jacqueline, is a little later this meeting, we'll be having a discussion about all the applications that we have thus far for the grants to um, groups uh, category of things and uh, someone from admin will be getting back to you uh, within the next few days I would suspect okay. okay thank you so good luck thank you very much okay um okay so do we have any bylaws to discuss Mr. Parker we have none your worship uh how about unfinished business uh we do not Okay, so we can go to new business. We so, are on new business. Okay, and the first one is request for decision with respect to the Economic Development Committee terms of reference. And um, I believe we have some Ms. staff, Miss Modi. Modi, speaking to this one. So we're ready whenever you are, Miss Modi. Thank you, Your Worship. Yes, I'm here to present on the terms of reference for an Economic Development Committee. So this terms of reference was prepared uh, with between administration and the Chamber of Commerce. We've been working together and meeting uh, since they initially presented to Town Council on November 22nd, 2021. We've met with them three times. And one of the main outcomes that have come from those meetings has been a terms of reference for an economic development committee, which was also as council directed at the January 4th, 24th, 2022 meeting. So we have reviewed this draft terms of reference with the chamber. We did that at our February 14th meeting with the chamber and we, they were the terms of reference after they were updated based on that conversation at that meeting. Uh, those terms of reference were circulated to the chamber board in its entirety. And 
So the terms of reference that you have attached to this request for direction is that terms of reference that the board saw with two minor exceptions. Uh, we did have some initial or some further staff conversations that led to just a rearranging of the 3.1.2, just to clarify how the member from administration, senior administration would be appointed to the board. And then also remove the word business from um, 3.1.3, just to provide council with a little bit of additional uh, flexibility when considering member at large applications for board membership. So before council tonight, we are hoping that council is willing to approve the terms of reference. Your options are to approve the terms of reference as presented, which would establish the Economic Development Board. And any financial implications would be uh, determined during the 2022 and future municipal budget deliberations. Option two would be to provide some direction with respect to any required changes. And we recognize that council has not had a chance to take a look at this document and, and wordsmith it in the same way that the chamber has. So uh, we're definitely open to some tweaking by council if there are essential things that need to be amended here. And that would also uh, establish the Economic Development Committee and it would incorporate the changes that are required by council. And the financial implications there are the same. And then the last option would be to decline to approve the Economic Development Committee Terms of Reference, which would maintain the existing economic development level of service that we have at the Town of Peace Server at this time, and it would not establish the committee. So our recommendation is that Council approve the Economic Development Committee Terms of Reference as presented, but we are very open to any tweaks the Council may have. So we can have that discussion now if that uh, is, works for you, Your Worship. I was uh, there when they did some of the terms of reference on the second um, meeting, and um, I thought it was very well done on um, Alicia and uh, Tanya's part. So I think um, I think it's a it's a good document. Great. <clears throat> Any uh, other comments from councillors? I do have a couple. Um, I'm wondering if the title could be Economic and Tourism Committee. And my reason for uh, suggesting that is, I know there's other committees like that in our um, municipal neighborhood, put it that way. But also, I think it draws a bit of attention to tourism as a business, which uh, maybe more we'll be looking into in the future. But th that's only my thoughts on that. Um, is there any comment back to, to that, Ms. Modi? Uh, not particularly, Your Worship. Uh, the committee didn't specifically discuss that. We did mm -hmm. talk about tourism and we, how it is definitely did. one of the essential pillars uh, of an economic yeah. development strategy. Yeah. So it's we, not too far outside the conversation. No, but we did actually discuss that, Alicia, maybe um, you don't recall. And what we stated was tourism is an economic development activity. So it, it falls within the realm of the terminology of economic development. So that's how the discussion that we had at that meeting. So, yeah, I understand that. Potato, potato. Um, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Councillors, any comments? with respect to that, otherwise it'll just stay as Economic uh, Development Committee. Okay, okay, and it looks like that's the will of the, the council at this point in time. On uh, section 4.0 meetings procedure, 
Um, 4.1 refers to a deputy chairperson and 4.11 has a vice chairperson. I'm just thinking maybe they'd be the same. Um, and once again, it's, it's my little thing, I guess. It says in 4.11, this vote requires participation of no less than two thirds of the committee membership. So if you put at least in there, is that the same meaning? At least two thirds need to vote? I think that would be the same meaning. The, the way that's phrased, um, either way, I think, the, the yeah. intention is that for whatever your committee membership is, it's two thirds of the membership, but that if that committee membership is say three, which is I think where the committee will start with the initial appointments, then two thirds of the membership would be two. Um, mm -hmm. And as it ramps up, that number would change, but mm -hmm. the it, we're not bound by like, um, if the maximum number is seven, then mm -hmm. we don't require two thirds of seven, we require two thirds of the membership. So if you could examine that, because I like the words at least, to me it's clearer than no less than something. No but we might want to say that current, current membership also. Mm -hmm. Because then if there are only four, then it's two thirds of four if they're, yeah, it just makes it very clear Then it's not the total seven possible so the, members. The current membership would be the members present at the meeting, that kind of that, thing? That have been appointed or whatever your current membership um, includes, yeah. Okay. Okay, and 4.4, um, it's open and in-camera meetings. Are we still using in-camera or are we using closed all over the place now? That is a good question to which I'm not 100% sure the answer. Um, Anyways, just technicalities, so yep. um, no big changes, I don't think. Uh, Ms. McQuaig, you, you all of a sudden uh, appeared. The... the uh... <laughs> The verbiage has gradually evolved and uh, closed session is now the, the preferred term of use. Okay, and actually one last, last question. 3.15, areas of expertise that may be sought include, is transportation kind of in there? Or is that beyond the realm of this? I don't know. Transportation, could you provide an example, Your Worship? I don't know, trucking companies. Trucking? Yeah. Um, uh, okay, um, one that has a steamboat on the river. Let's, let's go big. <laughs> Might they be involved? <laughs> well, if there's a steamboat on the river, I think they would fall fairly neatly into tourism. But this is mm -hmm. not, it's a, areas of expertise that maybe saw include, but it's not a limiting statement. So okay. if there's somebody that falls outside of those and that makes sense, to the council of the day when appointing members, I don't think that you would be precluded from including them. So somebody from the airport might fit in here someplace? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so I've asked my questions. Any further ones? If not, um, I, I don't think my questions or changes were, were big enough to really stop the process here unless council feels that way but would someone from council like to put forward a, a motion i would love to put forward this motion okay <coughs> councillor shannon what would your motion be 
I would like to put the motion forward that we accept option one. Is to approve the Economic Development Committee terms of reference as presented. Okay. Um, Ms. McQuaig, is that wording sufficient? It is. I do have um, a note uh, as amended to clarify language around vice chair voting in closed session. Councillor Shannon, would that be? Yes. yes okay. Amendments. Okay. Okay, so we have a motion before us. Are there any further discussions? Okay, then. Um, all those in favor of the motion? Uh, anybody opposed? Great, it is carried. Uh, thank you, Ms. Modi and Ms. Bell. We're well on our way with economic development here. Okay, and then the next topic is also on now a request for a decision with respect to the appointment of an economic development committee. Um, so again, Ms. Modi or Ms. Bell? Yeah, I will take the lead. Uh, so yes, this next request for decision uh, acknowledges that the terms of reference uh, may be approved this evening by council. So having done so, uh, the terms of reference requires that a member of council is appointed to that board so the hope here is that council will, um, having established the committee, appoint the, um, the council member to the Economic Development Committee, which is consistent with the way the terms of reference are drafted. So the option one is that council appoints a councillor to the Economic Development Committee, which is consistent with the terms of reference and provides direct council involvement into the Economic Development Committee. Uh, the financial implications are the council remuneration for participation, which is pursuant to the council remuneration travel and expense policy. And the other option is the council declines to appoint a councillor to the committee, which would maintain the existing economic development level of service and is not consistent with the terms of reference and does not provide direct council involvement with the committee. So it is our recommendation that council appoints a councillor to the economic development committee. So we're asking to actually come up with a name right now, if that's the way we go. Okay. Um, first of all, uh, any any questions with respect to um, the topic? <laughs> Are we accepting okay. uh, nominations? Um, yes, we will accept nominations. So, okay, I have uh, Councillor Good. You are not nominating somebody? Yes. Okay. I'd like to nominate Councillor Shannon as our representative. Okay, thank you. Uh, Councillor Carr. <laughs> I think he had the same. <laughs> <laughs> Ditto. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's exactly who I was gonna okay. nominate, yes. So any further nominations? Okay, uh, I don't think this is really a vote. So um, we would then have a, a motion to um, uh, appoint Councillor Shannon to the Economic Development Committee. Um, Councillor Ford? Does uh, Councillor Shannon accept her nomination? I thought she was leaping off her chair there. So I, thought, <laughs> I thought maybe it was possible. No, I was, uh, I'm absolutely happy to accept that nomination. Thank you very much. 
Okay, so thank you, uh, Councillor Good. And I, I think, did I make, did we have the motion? Yes, we did. Uh, we didn't actually officially make the motion yet, but I think we know where it's headed. Okay, so Councillor Good, would you like to move that Councillor Shannon be appointed to the Economic Development Committee? So moved. Well, thank you very much. Any further discussion? All those in favor? Okay, did, did everybody vote? Yeah, I just need to see the hand on the screen. Okay, uh, it looks, well, anybody opposed? Okay, Councillor Shannon, away you go with a major project. Very good. Awesome stuff. Yeah, and uh, thank you once again, Ms. Modi and Ms. Bell for uh, the, the dialogue and uh, the production that's led to um, this initiative, I guess you'd say. I would also like to add, a thank you to both those ladies. Good job. Well done. Great. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So now we have um, <clears throat> big decisions here. Uh, number three, the request for decision on grants to organizations. And it looks like uh, Director Bell is uh, leading us through this. Your Worship, um, I would have to declare an interest potentially in one of them, um, Community Futures. Oh, um, it's so you could listen to the whole and then leave no, the back or leave. It's probably best if you, yeah, it's probably best if we do that one. Maybe I would recommend doing that one first, and then you can invite me in for the rest. Okay. Well, I'll as leave for a bit. I don't mean to gum up the works, but kind of as administration has recommended uh, one motion, if you. Uh, in the in the document there we can have one motion to deal with everything so it would be it would be difficult to parse out those votes Don. we have if i may your worship in the past done individual motions and i am certainly set up to do that um counselor good just for the record may i request the grounds um for your recusal since i have to record those he's well, already he's left a, he's already gone he, he but, just uh, left <laughs> He oh. he uh, in a he has done business with Community Futures directly related to uh, a business that he did used to own. So, so is it to the topic of the, uh, um, well, given that he was a positive recipient from the work of Community Futures, that's where the conflict would would lie. I mean, his his vote would kind of be, I think, swayed in that regard. Understood. Okay. Okay, so Councillor Good has left the uh, the room. So um, Director Bell, if you would like to continue. Sure. Thank you. Thank you, Your Worship. Um, yeah, and as, as uh, Ms. McQuaig had mentioned, if Council wants to make individual motions, you have every right to, um, and feel free to do so. I've just combined, sorry, combined these into, um, a sort of larger grouping. So uh, there's many different ways to sort of tackle this particular issue. Uh, Council has received seven grant applications. You've seen presentations from each of those organizations, um, which unfortunately in creating this report and doing the evaluation, one of your applicants tonight provided different information than uh, the application provided. So that might, um, it, it does potentially change some scoring, 
potentially on one of the applicants. However, um, this is where this policy has, uh, it has some struggles for administration because when you have an application process to evaluate the applicants, you utilize the information that's provided to you within that document. If they verbally then provide uh, differing information, um, it's very difficult then to take that information and use it within the scoring uh, system, which is based on the actual application. But in saying that, um, in the past, council has not solely made um, funding decisions on the application itself. So that's a bit of my caveat for your decision making this evening. You can do whatever you'd like to after we go through this and uh, make some final decisions how council would like to proceed. So the applications were scored based on the evaluation criteria and scoring uh, matrix that's within the policy. Two staff did reviews of the applications. You're provided the evaluation score of each of those two evaluators, um, the specific request of the organization and the results of that scoring system, also an average. And then we rank them based on, on the averages. This is a similar process that we utilize with the FCSS grants to groups. Um, that so I've carried forward the same concept here for council. It makes it nice and easy to see a quick glance. Um, you have two different actual streams within the policy for applicants. There's the community development stream and a sport and recreation stream. There is a third community development avenue within the policy. And the intent of that avenue is to receive applications in November in preparation for annual events that are held the following year. Now, that didn't happen. Um, all sorts of COVID-y kind of stuff that was still happening. And COVID does play a part in some of the recommendations within um, uh, the report before you this evening, because a lot of our groups made decisions very quickly once they had the ability to make those decisions to proceed with an event uh, within the current restrictions and guidelines. So some of our policy doesn't fit well with what's happening in some of the public health restriction reality. Going forward next quarter, that probably will not be as much of a factor. Um, <clears throat> so I do recommend, the administration recommends that you fold in that 50% of the funding allocation, which would normally go to those annual events in November of every year into your general funding throughout the rest of the year. And you can change your mind within each quarter. That's the prerogative of council. But to keep that funding out of the mix because we didn't receive applications in November might not be the best approach as we anticipate groups are starting to get themselves organized, hopefully for a whole bunch of stuff this spring and summer and fall, you might wanna have that funding available. So that gives you the 50,000 in total that you would have to allocate throughout the entire year. Typically you're going to break that into your two different categories, the community development and your sport and recreation. There um, is nothing that says you can't have some wiggle room in that. What if you get oversubscribed for your sport and recreation category or vice versa? 
you might want to utilize some of those other funds to accommodate some of these requests. Council could even choose to overexpend if they really wanted to. Not that I would encourage overexpending. <laughs> so you're saying that usually each quarter we have yeah. um, 25,000 divided by four. So yeah. 6,000 something or other. Okay. And that now we could choose have because of the special 000. year, yeah. add 12,000 sort of more to that. Yeah, okay, 12,000 per quarter. Yeah. Well. 12,500 per quarter for so four four quarter um, submissions. So for a total of 50,000 of an annual budget. So is to you follow? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Okay. Um the applications were ranked uh, based on again the criteria uh, your boreal, boreal Nature Network, Community Futures, uh, Firefighters Association, and Winter Club um, were your highest ranked based on the criteria. You could knock out the Firefighters Association, but we gave them a COVID pass because their event happened after uh, they applied and the, the deadline was after their event. Uh, again, a lot of our groups are making decisions at the last minute to proceed and not planning the way they used to plan four or six months out. So we gave them a bit of a COVID pass, but council can choose not to fund any of the organizations that we present um, for, you, you can have that choice of how you'd like to allocate it. This is just how administration utilized the policy on your behalf. Um, within your option one, providing funding to those top um, ranked organizations consistent with your ranking system. Um, option one also provides a small amount of um, allocation to your other ranked um, applicants. There is no ranking threshold or criteria evaluation if criteria evaluation threshold as a minimum within the policy. So there's nothing saying that a group that receives only a, a 10 point ranking doesn't receive any funding whatsoever. So you have that flexibility to use the ranking system however you'd like. Um, again, we use sort of the FCSS approach on how we've sort of always provided full funding to your top ranking organizations and lesser funding to some of your lower ranking organizations. Um, the two school applicants in this particular first option do are receiving sort of a nominal um, but equitable amount. However, Good Shepherd's application did not provide the backup to the accessibility information. What they provided in their application was a design for a, a, um, a playground that was not accessible. So that was, it was uh, conflicting in information within their application, but she provided clear information on that tonight. And she is accurate. There is no fully accessible playground in Peace River. We have Kinsman Funland has accessible components, but other than that, we are looking at adding an accessible swing. The swing set alone is $30,000 just for a one uh, wheelchair accessible swing that she indicated tonight. Um, so the other component of that is it's not clear in the policy and some of the uh, 
council members that were have been a part of council for the last two terms may have recalled some discussions about funding capital through our policy. Um, there was quite a, a lengthy conversation in the past about one request uh, previously around providing capital. So it's a question mark whether council would like to enter into the realm of funding capital asks because it has not been a typical um, it's not typically what we have funded. Council has typically funded conferences, events, activities that draw uh, individuals to the community to spend an evening, to go shopping, to, you know, some of those peripheral economic development activities. Um, you also have 12 playgrounds that you're responsible for through your municipal operations. Um, additional playgrounds is additional. Um, this option spends approximately half of your allocated 12,000 if council chooses to use the $12,000 number for the uh, each quarter. Option two provides council with funding maybe just your one top one to three ranked uh, applicants and not providing any funding to any of the other applicants. Um, it is consistent with the evaluation criteria, but again, there is no threshold for at X level, you don't receive any funding at all. Option three does provide counsel to the option to pick and choose based on each applicant there may be ones that you have a burning passion for that administration hasn't reflected uh, that passion in some of the previous options. Here's your ability to uh, tailor the um, ask or the funding uh, allocation to um, however council sees to fit to spend the funding. Um, my caveat with this is our first quarter. You've received seven applications in your first quarter grant uh, round. Um, keep that in mind because I anticipate if uh, community groups are looking at hosting events or activities in the upcoming summer, spring, summer, and fall months, you will receive uh, more applicants. So that's just a, um, a note to be considerate of your budget if you potentially want to overexpend the $12,000 you're just eating into the next quarter grant allocate allocation. I might be eating my words if nobody else applies in the next couple of quarters. Uh, so therefore, administration's recommendation is option one. However, again, wide open for council's direction on how you'd like to proceed. I'll leave it there. Okay, thank you. So yeah. I guess uh, councillors are our first. Um, I think Councillor Good's microphone is still on. Anyways, um, our our first decision is: Do you want to consider these individually, or are you okay um, considering them as a whole? Basically, uh, Councillor Carr. I'd like to do them individually because I have a few questions and, and a few concerns, I would say. So okay. I, my preference would be individually. Okay. Um, any other comments? Uh, Councillor Ford? Yeah, I actually have a, a question and that would be with the new information that was presented tonight as far as the playground being accessible. Would that 
how much would have that changed your scoring? And do you think those rankings would have changed? It changed the scoring for one of the evaluators and not the other. <laughs> yeah. So it would change potentially the scoring on that particular application, uh, but it doesn't change the scoring on the other playground application. Would that have changed the current ranking? Um, it potentially just me quickly 27. Yes, it, it would potentially move it into more of a, a two or a three ranking. Yeah. But then I think the question is, would council like to fund capital projects like that? So maybe the way we'll go through this is um, we'll leave the two playground questions to the end and um, start with the boreal nature network then. So any um, comments to this one? Any thoughts as to um, a motion? Uh, Councillor or Deputy Mayor Scammerhorn? Yeah, just um, this is my first experience in using this in terms of uh, ranking them like, um, this might sound like a bit of a criticism, I guess, but I'm going to say it anyways. I, I, it's, it's almost like these, these clubs are all competing against each other. In a way, they are because there's still one kind of pot of money. But my quick math on the scoring is the scoring is out of a possible perfect score is what, 45 or 50? 45. 45. 45. Yeah. So it's... I don't know. It, it, it's kind of like, it looks like the baseball playoffs, like the team with 90 wins gets in the team with 85 wins blows it all up and restructures, you know, by the end of the season, it's like, mm -hmm. it's like they're so close to one another in terms of the scoring. Yep. If you took it as a percentage out of 45. Yep. So I, I'm just, I'm having a hard time in my mind treating them as like, Oh, this one was better than that one. So I guess they all, they all do have value. And, and, and so be on careful with this um it doesn't illustrate value it doesn't yeah. illustrate um that one organization is better than it illustrates purely how the ranking criteria um was utilized yeah and the other evaluator and I did struggle with the evaluation because it, it, the, every contribution to your community is valuable in um, its own right. So um, it's the finite amount of financial dollars that you have to help you. This is one more tool to help you make a decision or it's a tool that you can ignore and make a decision in another format. And we will be talking about this policy at a future governance and priorities meeting. <laughs> I think we did. Do we have we have at least two goals with this policy. Yeah. Last term, so it just. It's probably a good time now to have a discussion about it, especially with new members of council. You might choose um, some different focuses, or is it the same. Well, and I, and I think part of it, if I'm I'm just going to hog the mic. Sorry, guys. Um, it's like some of these apply to some of council strategic goals. Like if accessibility is a strategic goal of council, they might not have scored well on this particular evaluation. However, um, that in, in my mind might think like, well, 
accessibility is 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 important to to this council so maybe that input of the scoring that they got on this is 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 one metric that we use but also just the fact that this helps us achieve other strategic goals we may have would 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 you know potentially sway you know where where we might where we might head with it and and uh okay there's a cloud up here so um <laughs> this is why the policy comes back um a time or two it seems it's a difficult one and when you're dealing with a limited amount of money you'd like to help everyone but uh at the other thing you can't and at the same time any help to the group themselves is a uh, help to the group sort of thing and we just hope that there's some uh, uh, side effects with respect to community and uh, economy and things like that I guess yeah okay so what I'm going to suggest is that we look at uh, Boreal uh, Nature Network they requested two thousand um, dollars this year and a they kind of had a consideration for uh, money in the future, but they would have to reapply for that. Um, they also, I think, requested that the town, um, I don't know if it suggest or uh, allow them to put the bat boxes uh, someplace. So um, <clears throat> anyways, uh, councillors, um, what are your thoughts with respect to the Boreal Nature Network? Can I ask that you... Uh, uh, Kind of keep it concise because we've got seven here. Uh, Councillor Carr. My concern with this is I don't see how, and, and I hope somebody can educate me on this. I don't see how this is a municipal thing. This, in my mind, would be a university project or a, a provincial thing or a federal thing. I, I have a hard time seeing a bat study, not that it's not important, but I just don't see it as a municipal project, funded project. I, I just, I have a hard time with that. And I don't know if somebody can explain why, but I just, I, I think that would be a university study that would be compiled with other parts of the province. And, but it's uh, an area like Peace River, it just, I have a hard time understanding why. Well, the the evaluator and I had a conversation about the environmental component of this project and we actually see very few uh, projects that have any sort of environmental component um, so it again just our two perspectives on the issue um, weigh it in or ignore it it's that was kind of the the avenue that we were taking when we did the evaluation on this particular item bats good eat mosquitoes that was the other thing that we were focusing on <laughs> i was focusing <laughs> any any further uh, comments with respect to uh this one okay so as it go forward um recommendation was uh well we could make any recommendation depending which one you want to look at um fund it all fund it partially don't fund it at all would someone care to make a motion with respect to the go forward hmm. uh councillor carr i would hope that we do not fund this Any, Any comments, comments to 
that. Is there any way we can phrase that motion in a positive? We ran into issue with this before. Yes. So, Councillor, what I would recommend is if, if council doesn't want to move forward with this uh, this um, application, then just don't make any motion at all. Just, uh, you know, the uh, your worship, you can call is three times. Anyone wants to make a motion on it? No one does. Then you can go move on to the next one. And that'd be the easiest way instead of doing a negative because you try to do positive motions. And uh, we did do a negative once. And it really confused everybody. Um, so we try to, uh, let's do a, even though not doing a motion is kind of negative, but okay, anyway, uh, Councillor Ford. Yes. Just to throw an idea on the table, um, instead of doing a motion on the, on these one by one as can we, uh, like do a straw poll as we go through them. Um, I think with their, like even dropping the value on the request and possibly altering other requests. Just throwing an idea out there. I could, if council wishes, prepare an omnibus motion that includes all of the applicants and the amounts. And if the amount for that particular request is zero, then so be the will of council. This is already getting confusing. Okay, um, I, I would like to suggest that we um, do them one by one. So I don't know if Councillor um, Carr still thinks he has a motion on the floor. <laughs> Apparently there's, uh, he's withdrawing that motion. Okay, so any further motions with respect to the Boreal Nature Network? Councillor Ford. Yes, I'd put a motion on the floor to, to support this application to a value of $500. Okay, so I'm going to make a, a comment. In, um, in some cases, giving less than what they've asked is would be the same as giving them zero. In other words, it's not going to go ahead. So so I guess the other side, and I, I, I don't have the paperwork in front of me in my mind for this particular application if they were to get less than what they're asking for can the event even occur so say for example um i'm not trying to decide on this right now the the library's event that they're looking at putting on um if they get less than fifteen hundred dollars can they even run the event at all whatsoever i think the answer to that is no so 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 for saying well we'll grant them 500 bucks and again i'm not sure we might maybe admin can help us with this one but if we give them less than what they're asking for so this one was to support hiring two students um over the summer at a thousand dollars each i guess like because could okay could they run it on one student do you know what i mean um and if they can't you know. may as well just give them zero so you would vote against the motion then probably. Uh, I'm not trying to project my vote on this one. I'm just trying to say like, we, we need to be careful mm -hmm. about, about mm -hmm. the numbers. And if giving less means it's nothing, we may as well give nothing. The problem so, Councillor, oh, sorry. Yeah. No, go ahead. 
I, the problem, though, I your question is extremely valid. And in, in the FCSS grants group, we specifically asked that question within the application process, which then assists the board in that very issue. We don't ask that question within this application process for the community groups. Um, there isn't a if you don't get receive your full funding, what's your plan B question? Or, or it, it really isn't. Um, and in the boreal one specifically, there isn't any indication either way of what that outcome could be. Yeah, I do. It, you get a sense that they will be, they are looking for other funds. So mm -hmm. it's hard to say. There's no Their, definitive answer. Yeah. Their application does indicate they've got other funds a little bit, at least. Mm -hmm. uh, Councillor Ford, you had another comment? No, you're good. Okay. So we have a motion in front of us that the Boreal Nature Network be funded uh, to $500. Any further discussion? All those in favor of the motion? Okay, all those opposed to the motion? Um, okay, did everybody vote opposed? Redo that, please. All those in favor? I need it was to see four to two. Your uh, yeah, on the screen. Okay, there's uh, three right now. And all those opposed to the motion? Um, okay, so Shelly, I, I can't see your hand. Yeah. Um, you just need to show it, show it in front of your face, Shelly, and then oh, it'll, sorry. yeah, it'll show up. Okay, I think we've got uh, three in favor, three opposed. So the motion is defeated. So that means that they do not get. That means we can put an alternative motion right. if we wish. Now, this this is gonna get interesting because people might've been opposed for different reasons. So I'm about to find out why Councillor Shannon was opposed. Um, I, I, I move that uh, the group get $1,000. Any discussion on this motion? Okay, all those in favor of um, Boreal Nature Network being um, funded by uh, $1,000. All those in favor? And uh, okay, all those opposed? Uh, okay, I've got, yeah, but we, Shelly, you voted? No, I'm still gonna go opposed. Okay, so four to two, uh, the motion is carried. So Boreal will be funded with $1,000. Okay, then I'm going to skip to community futures. They requested $500. Um, anyone want to put forth a motion on this one? I'll make a motion. Okay, Councillor Shannon, what is your motion? I would make a motion to um, give them their ask of $500. Okay, any further discussion? All those in favor of the motion? Okay. Um, um, all those opposed? It is carried for $500. Thank you. Okay, I'm gonna invite Mr. Good back, seeing as that one's done. Okay. Okay. And our next one. No, I'm going to the firefighters. I'm getting the playgrounds at the end. 
Sounds good. I'll uh, move this along. I'll vote uh, for in favor of the firefighters request four hundred six dollars forty one cents. Yes, you may. Um, as indicated in the in the guidelines for these applications, as Tanya said, they gave them a buy because if it, it specifically states in the guidelines that you cannot go retroactive. Now, I understand you gave them a buy based on COVID, but why, rather than that route, why did they not delay their 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 hockey game until after the decision was made? I don't know. I don't think it, the grant um, made a decision for when they were going to host their event at all. Yeah. Yeah. My concern is that we're deviating from the rules is, yeah. is my concern. I understand why, but I just feel there, they, you know, if they really wanted it and they knew the rules, you would think they would apply and then ha have their hockey game. Sure. Is my thinking. Currently, council has not Council has chosen to deviate quite often. <laughs> okay, any further uh, questions on the motion before us? Okay, the motion is to uh, award the Peace River Firefighters Association $406.41. All those in favor of the motion? All those opposed? It is carried, thank you. Uh, next one has to do with the Peace River Library. Their request is for $1,500. Anyone would like to put forward a motion? I'll move a motion for $1,000. Okay, any discussion on that motion? The reason being is I'm afraid any less than that and the event won't occur at all, uh, but it still gets them close enough where a little more fundraising will push them over the top. Thank you. Any further discussion? Okay, we have a motion before us for the Peace River Library to be funded to $1,000. All those in favor of the motion? All those opposed? Okay, it is carried, thank you. Uh, the next one is the Peace River Winter Swim Club. And theirs is an ask of $1,700, which was uh, basically paying for um, lifeguard and maybe pool time. But, um, okay, so uh, anyone care to put forward a motion on this one? Which did happen this past weekend. I'd make the motion to support them for the for $1,700. $1,700? Yes. Okay, thank you. Any uh, comments, uh, discussion on the motion? This money, because it, it kind of doesn't really leave our pockets in this case, does it? Because it's uh, it's calling kind of all in-house there, in a way. It does support the e economy in terms of these parents coming in and spending their food dollars here, there, and everywhere, as well as maybe hotel. I think it was two days. So, Okay, um, any further discussion on the motion? All those in favor of the motion, which is funding this Winter Swim Club to $1,700. All those opposed? It is carried, thank you. Um, does that mean we're back at the playgrounds? Okay, we have um, two playground requests. Um, uh, the 
top of the list is the Friends of the Shepherd Society. They are requesting $12,500. Has anyone been keeping a total of what we've done so far? I think we're at 4,200 in my head. Okay. Don't quote me on that though, but I- Lo I'm... Lots of room guys, lots of room. 46.06 okay. is what you've expended so far. Um, okay, and part of uh, this uh, discussion on these last two elements are that they are for capital equipment. Uh, yes, they do add to our community in terms of, I guess, playgrounds that the town does not um, uh, maintain, uh, I would think. So it's kind of good in that way, put it that way. Um, <clears throat> In terms of accessibility, um, the Friends of the Shepherd Society spoke to that element in particular, and uh, they seem to be applying for grants, and uh, maybe this is a longer-term project than uh, they had hoped for. They seem to be at the sort of the beginning of their uh, fundraising um, uh, story. So, would someone care to put forth a motion for the Friends of the Shepherd Society, realizing we also have another uh, such request? Uh, Councillor Boychuk, uh, what is your motion? I'd like to put a motion that we uh, give the Springfield Parent Council 2000 and the remainder goes to Good Shepherd, which should be 3400 bucks. Hmm. So 2000 to one school uh, thing and 3400 to the other. Is that what you that's what you said, right? Yeah, that's correct. Springfield asked from 500 to 2000. Mm -hmm. So we'll give them their maximum ask and we'll give as much as we can over to Good Shepherd or we can divide it more if we want. But And that takes us to a total of what we would do for this term or this quarter. You know, actually, we have another two thousand on top of that. Sorry, well, I was however, thinking we only had ten grand. So however, <laughs> however, there, yes, it is a long year, and uh, we're just moving into the um, activity portion of the year, I guess you would say. So you might want to save a little bit, just because you don't know. Anyways, that sorry, that's just in the comment. So uh, Mr. Boychuk has a motion on the floor that the Friends of the Shepherd Society be funded to $3,400 parent, the Springfield Parent Advisory Council to their max ask of $2,000. Question. I question, Mr. Ford. Yes, so Tanya, with those numbers, so we have 7,900 left for this quarter. Not including the suggestions from Councillor Boychuk, right? So we have 12,500 total of your, this quarter budget is the suggestion and you spent 46. So yes, yeah. So 7,900 left. Correct. Okay. Um, the other question I have is with the Springfield Advisory Council, and there again, I don't have the paperwork right in front of me, but wasn't theirs based on a um, like a level of sponsorship, like 500,000, 2,000? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. And 2,000 was their highest ask in their sponsorship program. Yeah. Okay, so, 
79. You could always split it between the two, too. Nope. So 7900 minus. I'm just doing some quick math here, sorry. They had a platinum donation amount of 5,000 for Springfield, sorry. If I could make an inquiry of council while Councillor Ford is um, doing his math, uh, I failed to record who it was that made the recommendations to Community Futures. It was Shannon, Councillor Shannon. Councillor Shannon, I believe. Yeah. Thank you. Minus 4,600. So if we have 12.5, that's 4,600 that we've already uh, granted. And if we go with Councillor Boychuk's number of 2,000, that would leave 5,900 left over. Well, he, he made a two-part motion, so we're up to 10,000 total expenditures if his motion passes. He had 3,400 for the Good Shepherd one that you need to add into yours. 3,400 for the Good Shepherd plus 2,000 for the Springfield. So 54 rather than just the two. Okay. Yeah. So that'll, that'll expend the full 12.5. 10. Um, no. No, it's still 2,000 left. 2,000 so left? Yeah. 2,500 left that maybe we find more use for later, perhaps to who knows where the asks are coming from next, right? Would Councillor Boychuk take a friendly amendment? Absolutely. I'll, I'll amend it actually to separate them and just suggest put a motion forward that we uh, give the Springfield School their maximum amount to 2,000. Okay, <laughs> so we've got. Um, what you would? Are, are you with? You're going to withdraw your you first withdraw motion. motion. Sorry, I withdraw the the previous motion. Unless yeah. you want to. It would be easier if you withdraw it. And, and let's then... start fresh. Okay. Because okay, I would like to see the extra two thousand go to uh, the other playground, being the term accessibility. Okay, and I can see that. However, I am also a little concerned that uh, do we know if Springfield is doing some accessible stuff as well? We've seen their design and it's not. Um, yeah. And the other thing is uh, the point about expending the full amount here. I'm just afraid that we're going to get, uh, uh, I don't know, even 10 ball events and they're, they're all asking for $500 that we don't have in the next uh, quarter's budget or something. But anyways, uh, what is the motion? I've lost track actually. The current motion on the floor, your worship, is that council provides $2,000 in funding to the Springfield Parent Advisory Council for their playground project. And who made that? Councillor Boychuk. Okay. <laughs> Okay, uh, any further discussion? Okay, all those in favor of the motion? Opposed? It is carried. Okay, thank you. Uh, now we have uh, Good Shepherd to look at. Uh, someone care to bring forth a motion? Councillor Ford? Having trouble finding the old unmute button here. I'd put a motion on the floor, Your Worship, to expend the remainder of the 12-5 and support the uh, Friends of the Shepherd Society Playground. 
So the remainder of the 12.5 at this point in time would be um, nine. So what is it? 34 and is it 5,900? Yeah, correct. 5,900. Um, uh, any further comments, questions? All those in favor of the motion? Um, <laughs> opposed? <laughs> okay, it is carried. Thank you. For anybody that's wondering why I'm laughing, I'm trying to peer into my screen on the side to see something and it doesn't work. <laughs> okay, thank you, Director Bell and um, your, your uh, staff who looked through all of these and managed to compile them in nice neat package here. Um, the um, process director bell is that uh, these would uh, get notified tomorrow sometime about how their uh, application went. Great. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you again. And uh, Miss Bell, I think you just get to keep on here. And now you're going to tell us about the curling club lease. Yes. Thank you, Your Worship. Uh, this report actually is a bit of a twofold um, product for council. There are some new members on council, so I took the opportunity for um, an, an education of a number of leases that we have in play with uh, a number of locations and nonprofits within the community. Um, we also have a lease policy. So I've attached that policy for your information uh, to this particular request for direction. I have a renewal with the curling club that is um, actually they're in overholding right now. Our five-year lease has um, come to its termination point and we're looking at a renewal for an additional five years, which is uh, as per the current lease policy. We have a five-year term within our leases. It allows and ensures that policies and leases stay current. Um, if they're too long, everyone forgets about them and they sort of get lost in the bureaucratic shuffle. So a five-year term keeps them still fresh and in front of mind for administration and the organization. So just a little history on the Curling Club location, um, which I hadn't had full history on even myself, was the building was actually built by the town in 1974 under a debenture, which was then uh, a formal lease was put in place with the curling club in the 1970s for a 25 year, year, 25 year lease. And the lease fee was an annual repayment of that debenture in approximately about 13 to $14,000 a year for that 25 year period. So it would have been principal and interest of the debenture. That lease um, came to term in early 2000s. And since that point of that uh, debenture being fully repaid, the lease has continued in a $1 a year format, which is uh, consistent with the lease policy. We have reviewed some of our other locations that the town owns. The Aladair Rec Center is the most recent example of, is there any situation where we wanted to um, review the ownership of the, some of these assets, which 
I use the term loosely because they can also be termed uh, liability to the town. Um, and if we would council chooses to look at differing ownership structures for these uh, locations. And again, Allardare Rec Centre is the most recent and prominent example. So there are some good reasons to keep your structures and your assets. There are good reasons to um, release them back to the community. You can keep lease locations, land and or buildings or both um, for the betterment of your community, for the long term use of the town. You might see a reason to keep a lease because uh, we want to repurpose that location into XYZ in the future. Um, you are holding that property in the public trust. Releasing the lease back to a nonprofit, um, there are some downfalls. There's the potential to lose that structure someday if something happens to that nonprofit organization. For example, if a, a nonprofit does go bankrupt, um, yes, the assets potentially go back to the municipal government that uh, maybe held that site previously. But if there's enough um, debt on that location, the bank would seize it first and the not the sorry municipality would not have access to those assets. So there's a potential loss of this public good potentially back to a financial institution. Um, but then you also uh, sometimes if you do take on that asset after the organization has gone defunct, another example of this would be the Lions campground, then you're also taking on some of that financial liability to the municipality. So uh, there's lots of pros and cons you could go back and forth on on this. So I wanted to bring forward the curling club lease, not to specifically highlight the curling club. There's they're a solid organization. They do very well and have done very well over the years. It's just always a good idea to renew the conversation with council if council sees any differing approach or a different avenue they would like to take or if they're comfortable with continuing the leasing arrangement with this particular organization for another term of five years and be consistent with the current lease policy. So I just present that for council's thoughts and direction of administration if this is something you would like to discuss further with the club if they're even interested they may not be interested at all. They might be very pleased with just maintaining a lease arrangement with the town, or if you'd like to look at another uh, approach. Well, my question would be for uh, Director Bell and Mr. Parker, and I'm just gonna ask the rest of the council as well. Um, so I've heard exactly what you have said. Um, I may have a bit of a conflict of interest just because of my family's history with this building. Uh, my dad was one of the original three gentlemen that built this building, as well as I do believe my dad's signature was on their original 25 year lease. Mm. I know there's no pecuniary interest, but I do have a lots of history with this building. Just wondering how everybody else feels about that. I would say that personally, I think you're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> good to be here is what yeah. I mean. <laughs> I, I had to ask. Yeah, I agree. I think your your input will be valuable to us, Warren. 
on the value of this building mm -hmm. to our community for those of us that haven't had the opportunity to use it very often. Okay, so uh, councillors, um, any comments with respect to uh, uh, suggested go forward? To go forward could be uh, carry on, suggest a five-year lease at a dollar a year, um, go to the curling club and say, Gee, do you want to buy or do you want to buy this for a dollar or something? Uh, Councillor or Deputy Mayor Scammerhorn. I think we, in the last term, I know we discussed the idea of, uh, of, of the town not owning stuff as much. That, that certainly came up. Um, any comment to the condition of this building? From what I understand, this is a quality item. It's in fair condition as part of a normal lease arrangement. When we do a renewal, we'll do a formal inspection on the structure prior to signing a new lease. We haven't done that yet, um, but as far as I understand, and I haven't been in it for the last couple of years because nobody was, um, it, it's in fair condition. Uh, they've most recently updated the ice plant five to seven years ago, very recently. But generally the structure is pretty good. There's some water infiltration in one of the back corners, but some of that's been addressed by some landscaping, that kind of situation, but it's, it's pretty basic, yeah. And the group has a good track record of maintaining the asset. They do. They're, they're, okay, and I think yep. that was one of the things we ran yes. into, not, not to critique the group um, that was running them rec center because no. that building was just kind of special in its own way there correct that's yeah okay this is a much simpler structure so i think there's it because of that there is a um, i don't want to say an ease but it is a, a something a little more easier to handle for a nonprofit. yeah have we no. I think I know the answer to this. So we have, we haven't heard the group from the group as per their desire. Like, is there any advantage to what the group can offer our community if they were in possession of this building compared to a lease? Right. I have not had a formal conversation with the board yet. I've had a very informal conversation with one member and they sort of gave the, hmm, not sure about that. <laughs> So, uh, again, one board member, not a formal board conversation. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Councillor Ford? Well, this building, like everybody says, it's a very, it's, it's a very important building for our community. Um, in the last two years, there's been one or two seasons, maybe one season that they didn't curl at all. Um, another season was shortened. Yeah, half. Yeah. Yeah. Moving my my personal opinion right now is stay status quo and have that conversation with the club. The conversation being to continue leasing or to continue leasing as what we've done in the last few years, just simply because if we were if they own the building, chances are that group would have bellied up especially what has happened in the past. So just an interesting note of council, just so there's no confusion, there's no financial contribution or commitment by the town with this facility. They are 100% 
independent financially from the town. It's a very different situation than, let's say, the ski club where there's a uh, grant allocation to um, on an annual basis for their operations through the ICF. So they just perhaps in the past have found um, it a little maybe easier to come to the town to yeah. get a loan to, I don't know, help pay for something Absolutely. than yes. trying to go to a bank. That's Perhaps. correct. Yes. So it has been an advantage to that's right. Uh, have that arrangement in a way, I guess. That's that is correct. Okay. okay so I heard Councillor Ford recommend that uh, admin um, uh, go forward with some leasing arrangements, but maybe a motion to some effect would be helpful. And Councillor Ford might not, I don't know, he can make it if he wants. He's here. I'll make that motion. <laughs> Okay, so uh, the motion is that the town be or administration um, be directed to uh, approach the curling club with a continued five-year leasing arrangement. Okay, all those in favor of the motion? Thank you. It is carried. Thank you. Okay, uh, now I believe we have the Chamber of Commerce Spring Trade Show, and. Uh, uh, Mr. Parker. I'll be taking that. <clears throat> yeah, thank you very much, Your Worship. Uh, Your Worship and Council, uh, before you, you have a enabling motion for uh, all members of council to uh, attend and actually participate in the Chamber of Commerce uh, trade show uh, from the 8th to the 9th. Um, what we're hoping to do with this trade show is uh, use it to uh, um, as a communication tool. And uh, what we're hoping is we were hoping that uh, all members of council would be able to attend and book in to one of the slots that we have on page two. Uh, we'd like um, uh, generally two councillors there at any one time, because sometimes if we have too many, um, uh, we also have administration that are also at the count, uh, uh, table and it gets kind of crowded. And if we don't have any, then you know people are wondering, hey, where's your representation? Uh, what we'd be looking at is we'd be looking at the uh, mayor herself would just, she could plug in at any time that she wants. Um, and, and what I mean, like she, it could be that third extra person there uh, plus staff. So what we're looking for is basically to enable all members of council to see if they can attend the trade show uh, either on the 8th or the 9th and to sign up for one of the slot, time slots. Thank you. So basically, you don't have to decide tonight uh, which slot might fit yourself, but uh, it would be um, helpful and good if you could. Um, so would someone put forth a motion enabling all members of council to attend the spring trade show on April 8th and 9th? Quick question. Yes. Uh, just for Director Bell or Mr. Parker, in past, in past trade shows, we've had like a combined booth with the town as well as the fire department. Are we doing the same thing this year? Are we separated or what's the plan there? Uh, this year, um, I believe we weren't going to have it uh, in combined. We were going to have them with us, but they weren't going to really have their display this year. Um, that's what we were discussing. Yeah, it, we anticipate, sorry, Mr. Parker. And yeah, we anticipate your, if we can possibly utilize this as an opportunity for the council's strategic plan that we'll need a good bulk of the space if we have large boards with goals and wording. So 
we're, we're sort of squeezing the fire department over into a little bit of a smaller space beside us, plus the 55 plus games. Yeah, I know we've done that in the past. Yeah. So it's, so they're still going to be represented in the same booth then? Uh, possibly, maybe, maybe not. They might have to utilize another space. So in the past, they've been like beside the town. Was that considered the same booth? Yeah, was that, it, that was part of the town booth. So we had two or three booths in booths okay. in the past, and the fire department had one of them. They we might need to utilize all that space. So Megan is trying to coordinate um, getting us three spots, and then we'll go from there of how we fill the space. Well, I just want something that competes with the popcorn and the chocolate that's usually next door. We have I a think plan that would for be that. A, a good draw to our strategic plan if we had something like that. We, we have a, a sweet plan. Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, would someone care to put forth a motion on this uh, topic? I can't make motions. So, uh, Councillor Good. I'll make an enabling motion for all those who wish to, all council who wish to attend and uh, encourage them to book a time. Great. Thank you. Uh, all those in favor of the motion? All those opposed? It is carried. Thank you, Mr. Parker. Okay, next topic is the tourism town hall uh, request. And Mr. Parker, you're going to speak to this? Yes, uh, this is, uh, thank you very much, Worship Council. This is just an enabling motion uh, for the uh, mayor to attend uh, the tourism town hall in Grand Prairie. And as you can see, the uh, cost is just minimal. It's just limited to travel and per diem. Um, I came across this, by the way, at the um, Growing the North conference. Um, tourism was a active topic at that uh, conference. Um, Deputy Mayor Scammerhorn. I'll just move that the mayor be enabled to attend the event. Thank you. Any further discussion? All those in favor of the motion? It is carried. Thank you. All those opposed, I should ask, but it's carried. Okay. Um, the <laughs> next, uh, yeah, next one was the new item. It was um, uh, a discussion of uh, Zoom meetings with respect to council uh, regular and GNP meetings. Thank you very much, Your Worship and Council. Um, administration is just wondering now that uh, a lot of the measures are being lifted uh, with COVID and meetings are starting to come on open. Um, we're just wondering uh, what's Council's desire? Uh, would they like to uh, do a hybrid type uh, concept or uh, in which we still would, we would still use Zoom, but we can allow like the public to come on in? Or would uh, the council like to get rid of Zoom completely, go back to total just in-person meetings? Um, there's advantages and disadvantages to both. Um, the disadvantage is sometimes the technology issues that we've run into, but uh, the advantages is uh, uh, you get more people who are actually literally watching uh, uh, council in action. And if you're looking for open and accessible councils, uh, this is one way of uh, going about it. Or maybe what you would like to do is uh, when we do the council upgrades, we just look at doing a different type of system um, over the course of the year in which we can publicize uh, uh, the council meetings. So um, our question just basically is, is what's council's desire? Would you like to do a hybrid system or just get rid of the, uh, the uh, uh, Zoom meetings right at this moment, uh, 
Uh, just leave it really simple. Councillor Good, then Councillor Ford. I'll jump in. I'm, I'm fine with going to open meetings the way they were. Um, I think Zoom has been, it's useful to a degree, but I think that um, all of our meetings were recorded before people wanted to listen to them, they could. I don't think there's any limitation on that. I think if we're gonna have them, let's go back to normal. We can re-examine it at a later date if we wish to do it. But um, if we're gonna have people here, I don't wanna be wearing a headset, et cetera, so forth and so on. So I would um, recommend that we just go back to normal meetings and see what happens. Councillor Ford. Uh, my question would be, um, I, I, I do agree with you, Councillor Good, to, to an extent. However, I haven't read uh, what the restrictions lifts are going to be yet. So, for instance, if one of us tests positive in the future, do we still have to isolate for the five days? And if we do, that doesn't enable us to participate in a meeting if we have to miss a council meeting. If we can still phone in. We've we phoned in before under the regular the old system as well. So being at home or being away doesn't preclude anyone from participating in the meeting, just not visually. I still like the idea of having a Zoom. But then if I might add, but then again, we're all back to we're all back because one person's away. We gotta do all the do the headsets and everything else. The the phones work for I don't know how many years. Yeah. So uh, what's being suggested is that if someone was, uh, um, I don't know, coughing, sputtering sort of thing, they might be staying at home and phoning into the, the meeting. Is that, that's what you're suggesting? I think the advice yeah. is generally, if you're not feeling well, you don't show up um, mm -hmm. for the next period of time. Now that's not a rule. You can show up, but you, probably a deference out to other people. If you have the flu, you don't walk into a room and say, hi, guys got the flu, I'd like to hang out with you. Mm -hmm. um, I think the thing with COVID is pretty much the same. If you're positive, I think there'll probably be some um, isolation requirements that aren't lifted for positive people. But my feeling is let's go back to normal meetings and see what occurs. In fact, I'll make that a motion if you wish. Mine's sure. just a personal opinion because if, yeah, if, if you're on Zoom from home, it's very easier to follow than just trying to talk on a telephone. Councillor Boychuk? Um, not thinking of ourselves, but thinking of the presentations we watched tonight, how convenient it was for people to do it from their office and instead of coming into a place. So, you know, I'd like to look at some sort of, maybe we can just do the presentations by Zoom if we can or something and then have our regular meeting open, I'm fine for that. But, you know, we don't even know what's coming up. We could be right back into a big mess here in a month, you know, and uh, so I would like to maybe take six months to reevaluate, do a hybrid for six months, and then uh, reevaluate at that time or, or something along that. Okay. You know, our general public maybe still want to attend, but not want to come out. And, and there are considerable amount of people that would rather avoid public for a while yet too. Yeah. Councillor Shannon, did you have a comment? But like Don said, are you sure? I think your is your mic still on? Oh that was someone else. I um if, if they're still available online to watch. I think it, it's if we go away from Zoom they won't be online to watch. But they never have 
but they can listen. Well, yeah. we basically the recordings were done after, and we've had presentations in the past. Um, I've been on council for a while. We had people out of town do presentations. They generally did a verbal with a, a, a PowerPoint, which we can put up on the screen for the for council. Um, I just don't. I just think that the mixed scenario, because we don't have. If we had certain technical capabilities, I would say let's entertain it. We don't. If we're in Zoom, we're all headsets. If there's people yeah, in here, you now you get a mix between the delay between the person talking, the person hearing it. It's going to go back. We all have to have our mics on for the people that are in the room and the mics off for the people that aren't. I just think it's a, well, like the same emotions there. But Councillor Boychuk? I just think of the presentations we've had from people out of town from, you know, just the last one we had about the RCMP. Would we still get those kind of presentations? Yeah. If we, we just go to phone calls and they're calling in, would we get the same impact? Well, I, I guess in, in that situation, though, um, could we not still be uh, somebody be zooming into us and we could have people in the room like for special? Couldn't we do that still? There would be nothing stopping us with tech, very li very little technology. That's a regular TV set over there. Am I correct, Mr. Parker? That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's sort of like just TV what you're set. just saying. Oh, sorry. I'm Except, sorry. so it, it, one thing, um, I can't see anything on that TV screen, no matter if it's six feet for me. Um, we did have some technical difficulty before where um, uh, presentations couldn't come onto our screen in the last little bit of time. So we need to fix our technology a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm kind of uh, a little confused. We have a motion on the floor to go to. Um, okay, that is the motion that we have on the floor for the discussion. So this uh, is big, big pardon your worship. Uh, Councillor Good was muted and I missed his motion. Oh, the motion was to have us go back to um, regular council meetings for the next little while, and then we'll revisit or see how everything works out. So but the to next... go back to regular meetings would be the motion. Okay. Uh, any further clarification needed on the uh, results of that motion? Should it go in the positive or the negative? Okay. All those in favor of the motion? Okay, all those opposed. Okay, it is carried. So I I think so. Um, so we're going back to regular. We won't be wearing our um, Zoom mics and so on and so on. However, there will be occasions where somebody is presenting from afar, and we will be zooming up. Is what I got out of that, possibly. Possibly. Potentially. Potentially. I'm saying potentially because yeah. then you get into the mixed audience situation and mm -hmm. um, it has to be good technical, technically good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So admin, now uh, you're following there. Okay. So I think we're now on to reports and um, I had hoped that we'd have a little bit of a break here before um, seven, but we might be going into one closed session and then having a break. So, uh, reports. Uh, we've got draft minutes of the February 1st uh, Regional Health Attraction and Retention Committee. I attended that, as did Ruth as a public member, and basically um, 
we're trying to get organized for some celebrations and having a little bit of difficulty finding uh, places that would suit. And that is the main gist of that, I think. Uh, Ms. McQuaig, anything further? Um, no, Your Worship. Uh, I don't know if you wanted to talk about the Rhapsody nomination or? We will leave that until we get a result of some sort. <laughs> Okay, and then the next item was uh, the minutes of the January 18th um, PRAC Peace River Aboriginal Interagency meeting. And uh, the group is also finding that uh, Zoom has actually been quite helpful. We get people at that meeting that are in Edmonton that would not be coming up to Peace River for a half day meeting sort of thing. But uh, they're gearing up for powwow, hoping to have it in um, person this year rather than virtual. So if there are no questions on those, would someone care to move the reports items one and two for information? Uh, Councillor um, Boychek, thank you. All those in favor? It is care, um, opposed. Uh, Deputy Mayor, were you voting? Uh, it is now carried. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, now the next one should be a lively deputy mayor. Uh, it's the letter from Minister of Culture with respect to the Alberta Summer and Winter Games. And he is wanting to know if um, uh, Peace River would like to submit a bid to host either the 2024 Alberta Winter Games or the 2024 Alberta Summer Games. Um, Ms. Bell, would you, or Mrs. Bell, would you have anything to say on this one? Maybe I should speak up on this one here. Uh, I, I don't want any of my staff to quit. So I'd really politely like to decline this this time. <laughs> it sounds negative, but uh, we've done a lot of work on this last games. It's been incredibly um, uh, taxing on our uh, uh, staff. Um, and if we could just maybe put it uh, for a couple of ones down the years, not these next two, we'd, we'd appreciate it. Just well, it, it bounces it into the next council term as well, so yeah. they would get to decide it, how to figure that out. Anyways, um, they're good economic activities, we hope, but it is a lot of work and it takes a lot of resources, not just from our town admin, but from community resources in the volunteer sector and so on as well. However, that's not to say that maybe Grimshaw or something will decide to be gung-ho and lead the charge. So thank you. Um, would someone care to present a motion for uh, accepting the information item one? Uh, before I give the motion, does the minister speak that way to all the towns or are we special? I think he's equality. Oh, okay. So like, like 200 of these letters went out. Is that what you're saying? Maybe, <laughs> maybe. I'm guessing, <clears throat> but I'm thinking yes. Wouldn't want to exclude anybody, you know, so yeah, therefore. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I don't know. Did someone uh, make a motion to accept the except information? For, I'll accept for information only. Deputy no Mayor did. Required. Zero okay. action whatsoever. Okay. I, I don't know if he wants that noted, but uh, the motion is to accept for information. All those in favor? Great. It is uh, no opposed. So it's carried. Notice of motions, Mr. Parker? There are none, Your Worship. Comments from the public? Doesn't seem so. Um, communication items, uh, Megan, what would you think? 
Um, thank you, Your Worship. So what comes to mind is really all the new business items. I think they're all noteworthy. Uh, the Economic Development Committee uh, terms of re reference that were approved and amended, uh, the appointment of Councillor Shannon, uh, all the grants to the organizations, um, the Curling Club lease, Spring Trade Show, um, and the Zoom meeting protocols, and the reports that were accepted for information. Um, very good summary of the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, councillors have anything further they wish to draw Megan's attention to? Nope. Good. Okay, well, thank you very much. Okay, um, so now I'm going to suggest that uh, we go into closed session uh, for uh, at least one item and then we would be having a break and the rest of closed session, just because you could be sitting here for another three hours. Okay, so would someone care to move us into closed session? Uh, Councillor, <laughs> after after that, you're saying no. <laughs> Councillor Ford, <laughs> move this into closed session. All those in favor? <laughs> Opposed? <laughs> okay, and I think everyone voted. Okay, so we're now in closed session. So uh, does that mean we need to go to a breakout room? We do. The room should be available. 